You're listening to the Endcast. This is episode eight. It is Literature Day. I'm Josh. I'm JD. We're still talking about dystopia. Just in case you were wondering. In case you had forgotten after day one and two of this week. Like, surely they decided that we need to move on to another topic. A happier topic. A happier topic. No, no. Because this is so depressing. We're going to make you depressed, and then next week we'll do something happy. We promise. We are Next week we're going to do something lighthearted. It's going to be all sunshine and rainbows. Unicorns. You're going to be the happiest you've ever been in your life. I'm going to drink unicorn blood. I don't know that that's happy. I think that's the epitome of happiness. Well, how would you? I think if you drink unicorn blood, you just shit a rainbow. Okay. Well, you, I think that's how that works. If you catch and kill a unicorn, though, people would maybe cry. I'm going to put in the show notes the video of why the unicorns are extinct. Okay. I'm sure everyone would be happy to and see And since why. unicorns don't exist in dystopia, learning about why they're extinct kind of fits with the topic. It would be dystopian. It would be dystopian. The utopian society that had unicorns is now Utopia dystopian. has unicorns. Dystopia has no unicorns. Okay. Period. Look at what we did there. We did. We made just we made unicorns depressing. We <laughs> we have a gift. <laughs> you didn't know that was possible. You've seen it done. That's right. There are no unicorns in Cleveland. No, there's none. <laughs> nothing happy in Cleveland. <laughs> and there's also no listeners in Cleveland, so we're okay. Not anymore. <laughs> if there were, maybe that was our. We had a cult following in Cleveland. No there's, longer. So many examples of great literature that fit within the category of dystopia. We've already mentioned 1984. Mm -hmm. It's George Orwell. He did Animal Farm. Um, Some of the other more recent ones, Suzanne Collins wrote The Hunger Games. But we're not going to talk about The Hunger Games today. Well... Are we? No, because... Should we? No. Isn't that what... I think we should talk about... Isn't that about, what they want? I think we should talk about the inspiration for Do the they not games. want blood? <laughs> Maybe, but let's, let's give them the original. How about that? Okay. Because... Ooh. Hunger Games... Yes, I know what, I know what you're referring to. Is a, in my opinion, I've read Hunger Games. I think it's a direct ripoff. I mean, not direct... Pretty close for Battle Royale. Okay. Battle Royale, you know, it was written in 1996 from the Japanese author. It was originally a book. It didn't get published until 1999. Book or graphic? It was a book first. Oh, okay. Okay. It was a book first. And then after the book became so popular, it became a graphic novel and then also a feature film. Which is on Netflix. Yes, it, it I is. think it's still on Netflix. Uh, I don't know. My favorite thing is when they send the kids out, they give them different things. This is a great idea. Here, here, <laughs> Here's a gun for you, or, or here you get a frying pan, and you, you get a hubcap. <laughs> Next year, if you're trying to decide your draft order, this is what you should do. That's right. Yes. <laughs> but I think that's a better example and a more original example than Hunger Games. Hunger Games is more popular now because of the movies and the franchise and but I think it got the idea from Battle Royale. That's my opinion. Okay. I agree with that. Okay. I agree with that. 
they recently made The Giver into a movie, which I haven't seen. I haven't either. They, but the story is great. I've not. I've only read the first book. I haven't. You haven't read, read all three. I of haven't them. read all three. I love the first book though. Yeah. Uh, what's another example? The Lottery. Mm-hmm. The Lottery by Shirley Jackson. That's a great one. Oh. Man. I remember reading that. I can't believe that they made you read that in school. Yeah. It was like, like, what are they – are they trying to incite an uprising within this and organized what if they, establishment that, I always, called school? I always hoped that they would do like a fake lottery like yeah. – because if you won, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. we get to stone you. Yes. You win. <laughs> Congratulations. Wait. You win. And by by you winning, I mean we we all win. Mm-hmm. And, you get to die, and that's. I <laughs> speaking of that story, that's really a prevalent idea nowadays that you see. Like, well, the Hunger Games. Well, but, well there's got to be death involved. Like, yeah. we have to kill you. We have to kill something. Like the Purge. Whenever you want, you can just kill whoever you want. And I'm sorry, that's a movie. But sure. since we were talking about this, I'm I, not sorry. It's a movie. We were talking about this idea <laughs> that. For every now and then, people just need to kill somebody. <laughs> like, right, just to get that tension out. And that's kind of a crazy idea that that's going to be the dystopian future. Maybe people are afraid, like we talked about earlier, that in the future, people can just kill people to kill people because I want to kill that person. And it's okay. Like, if I wait till this day, that dude has got it coming. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. I'm going to kill him. Right, and it's okay because I wanted him to be dead more than he wanted to be alive. Right, and what so what I want is more important okay. than what he wants. That's right. I wanted him dead, and that's all that matters. Oh man! Wow, we took we took a tangent there. We did, but that's okay. No, no, that's that's completely okay. So those are a lot of great examples. Oh, there's another. Have you ever read The Handmaid's Tale? By Margaret Atwood. I have not. I think you should. Okay. I think you would enjoy that. Is that worth reading, you're saying? Yes, absolutely. And, and they made that into a movie as well. Is it called The Maid's... The Handmaid's Tale? The Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie. Okay. Yeah. Is that on Netflix? Do you know? I don't think it's on Netflix, okay. but it's got Robert, Robert Duvall, so... Okay. Already, you know, He's hey, a pretty good actor. It's one of, he's one of those guys where it's like, okay, if he's in it, I'm going to take a look at it. Right. Maybe crap, but at least he's going to be good. Segway... The book that we're talking about, they made into a film, and Robert Duvall is in it. Oh, I didn't realize. I didn't realize he was in the he is. film adaptation. He is of the of today's main novel selection. Have we teased it enough? Should we tell them what it is? I think if we tease it anymore, it's going to get angry. <laughs> poke the bear. Poke the bear. Okay. Well, the book that we're talking about. For dystopia is The Road by Cormac McCarthy. And this is an award-winning book by uh, an award-winning author. It won the Pulitzer Prize. Uh, that's an award. It's not as important as the fact that it was a main selection in Oprah's book club. Well, That's more prestigious, that, right? That, that's winning. That's what you would call that's winning. winning at life. Uh, yeah. If you get, if you get <laughs> Oprah to say... You're going to make it. Your book is good. You've made it because everybody will read it at least once. So you'll sell a couple million copies. Just don't get caught lying about the story. No. You'll get shattered into a million pieces. All over social media. I think I butchered the name of that book. No. What was the name of that book? I don't know what book you're talking about. 
the guy that wrote the memoir. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. Shit. We'll put that in the show notes. Show notes. Let's not try to remember that right now because we no. will sit here for 30 minutes. Cormac McCarthy, The Road. Mm-hmm. What was your What's your first impression? after? My reading? first impression was, man, that was tough to read. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was, it's good. It's, it's fantastic. good, but it is not popcorn fare. It is not, no. you, it is not easily digested. It is not easily consumed. It's not young adult fiction. No, like the no, no, Games. no, no, no. It's no, not no. a typical dystopian novel. I would actually go so far as to say that if you're not an avid reader, if you don't sit down and read maybe a book every couple of weeks, maybe one book a month, Maybe you should just avoid this one. That's, Maybe you should start mm-hmm. with one of the ones we mentioned earlier, like the Hunger Games right. or the Divergent series or Legend. Some classics. Legend. Legend is a the I, Legend. Series. I recently finished that series, and it's actually really good. Okay, uh, because I think that you need to be a little bit more of a seasoned reader to actually appreciate uh, the the style of mm-hmm. writing and the pace. That Cormac McCarthy employs mm-hmm. uh, during uh, in this novel, but that said, I think that's what makes it great. Is that it's in in the telling of the story, the way that it's told, and the words that are used are part of conveying the message and overall theme of the story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's not. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, you can read something and you, you go, okay, that was a really good tale. But this is actually really, really, really using the words and the prose mm-hmm. and almost poetry in some sections right. to convey the overall theme. It's- and the overall theme is what? Dystopia? No. <laughs> what do you I was giving you the answer. What would, what? I think this is not a spoiler, but I think the overall theme is that love is greater than all. And okay. I can all see things. that as a, as a theme. More specifically, the love of a father and his child. Right. Because it, it follows the story of a, a father and his son. Right. They're walking the road. The road. Trying after, to get trying, at post-apocalyptic event, right? And trying to get to the sea because they think that maybe the world won't be as bad there and they'll have a better chance to survive because for whatever reason, they've been forced to leave where they were and they're having to get somewhere quick because there's things going on happening around that they need to get away from where they are. And I agree with you about the pacing of the writing. It's one of the few dystopian novels I've ever read where you actually feel like you're there and you feel like, this could actually happen and this could be the future because Hunger Games, I would hope that we're never going to have a time where we're just like, we're going to put 24 kids in this in this room and watch them kill each other. But if Jennifer Lawrence was there, I would let her win. She could kill me any day. Right. <laughs> I, so your your hypothesis has... A few flaws in it. No, come on. That, that's not going to happen. <laughs> They're not going to put Jennifer Lawrence. She's not going to be a kid anymore whenever that happens. So maybe a Jennifer Lawrence lookalike. 
But we digress. <laughs> the, but the road, you actually feel like that could happen. And as right. a father, you can really I, – I personally can relate to, oh, my gosh, I've got to teach my son these skills, these facts about life, and maybe harden him a little bit to the reality of the world that he's now living in. And I think that was maybe the hardest part for me because you don't want your kids to ever be faced with that kind of reality, but he can't avoid it. He's this is he's where living we are. it. He's yeah, in this it. is what we're in. That and, is their reality. And you can still see the innocence of the son in a couple instances in the book. Like when they interact with other travelers, the man, the father is very jaded and very hardened and doesn't want to help them at all. But the son still being young and innocent and not understanding maybe reality doesn't react that way. And I think that bothers the father to a, a, a little bit. Am I wrong? No, you're, you're absolutely, absolutely spot on. They were each other's were world entire. In fact, I think that's a direct quote. Uh, yeah, that is, which isn't, which it was an interesting it's an interesting concept that the father loved his son enough to try to teach him these skills for survival in this harsh environment, mm -hmm. just like we would do in every our own everyday life. Right. And he did it out of love. But I remember at one point he said that no one can mess with you. No one can touch you. I will kill them. So right. here's this love, 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 love. And oh, by the way, part of that is violence. Uh, and so it was an interesting, interesting juxtaposition uh, to, to think that he was teaching his, the, 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 he's showing his child love, but at some point that because of that love, I may have to use violence to preserve it. Right. And, and that he's fully willing to do that. And absolutely, I have willing. no because he even demonstrates it in the book. There's one instance where they run into other people yeah. on the road, and what they're doing on the road is not what most people would consider okay. So they're hiding because they're trying to avoid direct conflict, but they're forced into it. And the man, the father, takes care of business and proves like nobody can touch you, and if they do, they're gonna they're gonna get it from me, which is. So he backs up at least what he says he's going to do, which is good. Absolutely. But in the middle of all this, it, there's a message of hope. Yeah, the fact that they're walking to the sea. We have this hope that what we're doing and when we get to the end is going to be our salvation. And so in most of these examples, I would say all examples, none of these novels really work without that element of hope. Well, because why would you even try? If there's no hope, what is what is the point of even trying, of even walking this road? Absolutely. And I like the ending, um, and I'm not going to give, I don't want to give too much away. It's been out for a while, and there's been a movie made of it, so you may have already seen some of Vigo. it. Vigo. Vigo <laughs> did a great job. Did he? Oh my goodness! I, I'm I don't know why I haven't watched it yet. I because it's depressing. That's why. Probably. But did Ron Howard direct it? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I just did that. Yeah. I, I want I want to see 
how wrong I can be, <laughs> my and in my wrongness, be right. <laughs> you throw enough darts, That's you're right. going to hit Something's going to stick. <laughs> you're going to hit it. <laughs> but at the end, um, every person that they met so far on the road has been not a great person, not someone that you'd want to interact with, and maybe even more jaded and ruined and broken than the father and son were. But they meet at the end this other family who seems open and loving and hasn't lost maybe their humanity as we would define humanity, which was really goes along with that idea of hope that there's other people in the world, even in this post-apocalyptic crazy environment where nothing works, everything is dying like we've talked about. And there's these people who are willing to accept others into their family and help take care of them and provide for them and just love them because they realize that together we have a better chance of survival. So it, it, it definitely ends on a positive note. One that says that community is important. Absolutely. And because community is important, we need to hear from you guys. Let's talk. Join our community. That's right. We don't want to just be, two talking heads behind a microphone. We want to talk to you guys. You can contact us at Enthcast on Twitter or hit us up on our website, Enthcast.com. In fact, we're going to have a mailing list put together for too much longer. You can sign up for that. We're going to send you something a little special. I don't know what it's going to be. But it's going to be special for subscribers. But if it's from us... It's going to be made with love. Love is going to be baked in. Love is going to be in the air. So join us tomorrow for episode nine, where we talk about dystopia on the small screen. Whatever you want to call it, but that's what it'll be. So we'll see you tomorrow. Where's the stop button for this? Tune in tomorrow.